Hare Krishna. Okay. Reading from the Anjalila chapter 4 of the Chaitanya Bhagavad. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Hena Mate Si. Wait. Three, three, three ninety seven. Madhava Pure Aradana Punyatiti Naive Yogi Upasana Hoila Asitati. By divine arrangement, the auspicious appearance day of Srila Madhavendra Puri arrived. Omegana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Malatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha. Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubhyas Cha Kripa Sindhu Bhayebhacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Pabunityananda Siyadvaita Gadadhar Srivasade Gaur Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from Sridham Mayapur. I'm sorry I couldn't make the class last Sunday, but it was the day that I arrived. Um, yeah, and I'm glad I'm reading Chaitanya Bhagavat here in Odarya Dam, the land of magnanimity. Um, mercy or kindness. Mercy means that you get more than you deserve. And it's basically the basic principle of devotional service but no spiritual path is independent of worship or bhakti. Because every path, once you're entangled in the material world, uh, since time immemorial, you really need more than, more than what you deserve, more than what you can actually achieve by your own effort. And that's why bhakti is the path of grace, even in the yoga sutras, when they give different options for meditation, and then they mention, well, you can also worship God, Ishvara, Pranidhan, Va, Va, or you can worship Ishvara. All the commentators describe how, how the, by the process of grace, it's actually impossible on the path of yoga. I've explained this many times. I've studied the yoga sutras. Just the first, the seven platforms of samadhi and the first platform is holding one object in your mind without any other thought for like an hour and 25 minutes, something like that. But we can't even do it for one mantra, the Hare Krishna mantra. No other thought, not even a cognizance of any other thought. That's the first stage. And then it, there's another stage and another stage. It's not possible. You need grace. You need the person who has created the mind and created the material nature to remove it by grace. And, and we all realize that we need grace. It's, it's, it's the Prabhupada described, especially in Kali Yuga, Prabhupada described, not Prabhupada. Well, Prabhupada translated it this way, but there's a verse in the Bhagavatam where the sages and Namasharanya are seeing the future and seeing what we have to face. And then they say, Piyenapa Yashashubha Kalavas Minyugejana Mandasu Manda Mateo Manda Bhaga Upa. That 
people will be short-lived and um, anyway, the Prabhupada's commentary is this present world is surcharged with opposition to spiritual life. And spiritual life basically means selflessness. It means service and selflessness. It means that liking for service and selflessness. And, and, and how everything in the world is programming people to not be the center, but want to be the center. And there's so many challenges just in these little machines that we're looking for. I'm uh, preparing a, a Monday morning greeting. One second. And someone gave me a documentary um, People, uh, someone gave me a documentary and I don't watch many of these things. It was called The Social Dilemma. And it was produced by someone for the Society for Humane Technology. And it, it was people that were, you know, very high up in, in the, I guess they call it big tech and, and describing what they do. How, how it's so subtly organized to manipulate you by people who have different goals. <laughs> if you have a spiritual goal, they have different goals. And how expert, I mean, when I actually put together the, um, basically their whole thing is how can I get the person to change their mind based on some commercial interest? And they are expert at it. You don't understand how expert they are. So we have so many different, and we therefore we need grace. And 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 therefore I have to say it's 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 something to visit Sri Mayapur because there definitely is 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 magnanimity here. Um, yeah, magnanimity. I made a joke today. Today I was invited as one devotee in the Rayshwar. It's been here forever. He's expert at pizza. And he invited me, Bhakti Vigango Swami, Naranjan Swami. And, and in my mind, they said, what a drag. I'm, I'm going to take pizza with people that are going to make me look like a glutton. I mean, I want someone next to me who's going to continue to take the slices so I won't feel so bad. But somehow they 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 didn't disappoint me, and uh, uh, Bhakti Swami has invited me to do a, uh, I think it's time a punch karma in South India with him, to get purified. And I was thinking, and I'm eating. I said, okay, uh, it's horrible, it's horrible. I mean, yesterday I had falafel, and then the day before that something else, and the day and. And then tomorrow, a Bengali feast. And it's one day after another. And I, I just thought it's like the eighth offense to health. Uh, <laughs> overeating on the, overeating on, uh, 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 on the base, basis that an Ayurvedic treatment later on will, will, will purify you. So, but by, but by, the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I, I, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, and then um, Nuranjan Swami, it, 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 he, he, he'll he have his Vyas Puja in January, but it was his regular, regular birthday. So he just invited some God brothers and God sisters. It's just a few of us. Uh, wow. Let me just show you just the... You can see the Swedes. <laughs> That's half of them. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Um, so, wow, Gorlila is so nice, and, and Lord Chaitanya is 
he's he's in Shantipur. His mother came to visit him. And then we had this scene where he was very, very heavy with someone who offended a Vaishnava. He wouldn't give him mercy at all in one sense. And that person had to go to the person that he offended. And that's also a kind of mercy. Although speaking learned words, you're a fool. This is Krishna's telling Arjuna. For the wise lament neither for the living nor the dead. That doesn't mean they're not compassionate, but they lament for the person. Not that they're dying, but that they're identifying with the body and therefore suffering the illusion of non-existence. So that doesn't mean they're not compassionate. But it says the duty of the spiritual master is, you know, the first thing is he ch he's chastising the disciple. So sometimes Lord Chaitanya's mercy, it's, it, what is it, 80% rose, 20% thunderbolt. So, and then Krishna does Kaviraj, then make some point how, um, let me just kind of forgot how to express it. Um, how we shouldn't take sides among Vaishnavas who have different opinions anyway. Anyway, we come to the next scene and it's just this following of Lord Chaitanya it's Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's the literally Chaitanya life force, Charita character, Chaitanya Charitamrita, the character of the life force and immortality, which is is the eternal position is, is, is service. That's who we are. And when we identify with that, we become free from fear because when we're in a mood of service, devotional service, we're doing that mood of service and therefore performing activities of service. We're acting according to the true identity, which doesn't end with the body. What is the greatest fear? Neha bhikramanasho sti pratyavayo navidyate what is the greatest fear? What is the greatest fear? The greatest fear is that your future is non-existence. That's the greatest fear. And when you come to devotional service and you perform um, devotional activities, then the person who's doing those activities and the activities that you're doing, you have that sense of eternality. Um, anyway, so we're, we're, we're following this, this character of the life force in eternality. How, when people act on the platform of the soul and therefore they become free from from the duality and fear that arise when one misidentifies with the body which is vikara it's undergoing transformations it's not us that are transforming, it's the body that's transforming and our suffering is due to the identification with it. So, so we see Lord Chaitanya and his devotees and how they're exchanging on a, a platform which is of the soul. It's a soul, until we get to that platform, we're just gonna be filled with fear. When you act on the platform of the body, it means you're identifying with enjoying, being the enjoyer and controller. And that's a losing proposition because we're not the controllers of the world. And if that's your desire to enjoy by controlling it, you'll always be frustrated because it doesn't, we can't control it. And we all see that. 
it just moves against our selfish desires, our self-centered desires. It just moves against it. And to the degree that we're attached to that identity, we suffer until we change our faith and change our identity from the enjoying control to the servant of Krishna, because then we become free from the external changes. There was a, a, a wonderful book about the uh, Stoics that was sent to me by Mahamuni, Professor Mathadasti, Epictetus, brilliant. And he said, well, happiness, distress, health, sickness, slander, praise, that's all coming from God because he's controlling the world, not us. So why should we care for it? So anyway, we're seeing this, this wonderful platform and how Lord, and now in this, this kind of um, thing that we're privy to see, the guru of Advaita Acharya, who is the guru of Lord Chaitanya's guru, Ishwar Puri. So his Param guru, Advaita Acharya's guru, it's his appearance day. And the appearance day is described as auspicious. And it says in the Bhakti Sandarbha that for these great spiritual personalities, just like we worship Krishna, not like Krishna is a historical figure. We worship him that as he's an eternal reality. We don't think that Krishna is not dancing with the gopis now. We don't think that, that Krishna has died. And, it, and, and in the same way in the Bhakti Sindarbha, it says we should have that same type of conception to the great Acharyas that pass away. There, there, uh, he reasons ill who say that Vaishnavs died for Vaishnavs uh, die to live and living spread the holy name around. So we should feel that way. We shouldn't feel that Prabhupada's a historical figure. He's Nityalila Pravishta. He's entered into Nityalila, something that happens all the time to the eternal presence. So on those appearance days, when you have that focus, there is definitely some reciprocation, some mercy that comes. Madhavatiti bhakati janani, bhaktivinotakur prays that the days of Lord Hari give birth to devotion. So there's a special type of, 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 of mercy on those days especially when you follow them, when you, when you fast and you increase your chanting and hearing, then there's something special that happens. So um, so somehow this day happens. Now, after this scene where Lord Chaitanya chastises this person who has offended Srivas and then he takes shelter of Srivas. Now this happens. And, and, and we get insight to another tattva or truth. Of course, Madhavindra Puri is the tree. He's really where this spontaneous devotional service entered into the Madhva Gaudiya, Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. Somehow or other, he had this, this, this spontaneous devotion, which really wasn't there in the line of Madhva before. It's a very, very special thing. And I was just reading in the Chaitanya Charitamrita how much Rupa Goswami and Ramananda Roy were appreciating the poetry of Lord Chaitanya, of Srila Rupa Goswami. And one of the verses that he chanted, it's, I think it's the introduction to Vidagdamadav or something about Lord Chaitanya, Anarpita, never before given, Charim Charat for a long time, Anarpita Charim Charat Kunayavatar. This, 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 this spontaneous, spontaneous devotion. So Madhavindra Puri is a very, very special personality. So 
it goes on, although there is no difference between Madhavendra Puri and Advaita, Acharya Gosai was Madhavendra Puri's disciple. So these are all exalted personalities, Mahabhagavats, and therefore there's no difference. But one is the guru and one is the disciple. And in that role, then there's a certain relationship. Um, so now he goes on, and this is Krishna Das Kaviraj. He really wants us to get this point right. Madhavindra Puriri Dehe Shri Gora Sunda Satya 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 Bihare Narantara. Satya Satya Satya. This is a fact. This is a fact. This is a fact. And what is the fact? That Narantara constantly Dehi Shri Gorashunda, that Lord Chaitanya constantly resided in the body of Madhavendra Puri. Constantly resided in the body. By the thoughts of Madhavendra Puri, by the super soul, which is non different than, than Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu but it's constantly within his, his consciousness. And that's what the highest level of bhakti means. The highest level of bhakti is prema. And the example given in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu of prema is Bhishmadev, that person who fought in so many battles, that person who spoke on so many subjects, then the end of his life, he fixed his mind on Krishna. The sixth character, fifth characteristics of pure devotional service at the level of prema bhakti is sandrandana visheshatma. Sandrandana visheshatma. Um, Chandra means like metal. It's not porous. So the consciousness of a pure devotee is not porous in the sense there's no other thoughts but Krishna that can enter into that consciousness. And that happens at the level of Prem. So that's Madhavindra Puri. There's nothing else. There's no other thoughts. And we have to move towards that. That's what I like to be in the Dham. You sometimes see devotees that are actually at that platform. There's nothing but chanting and hearing and serving um, in their lives. And it's inspiring and, and that kind of association because the most powerful manifestation of philosophy is the people who actually follow it because then we can see the glory of the philosophy. Otherwise, we may filter through our own intelligence and our own past experience. I, I, I'm giving class twice a week here. Really wonderful to do that um, in the house here. They have, they have one hall downstairs. And I, I was speaking that, that one realization I had because I, I, I'm up to uh, the Rasa dance and I was explaining to people, I'm not jumping, but I actually started reading Krishna book and this is where I'm up to. And I explained two personal realizations I had. The first one was, I was reading uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita Antilila one and Bhakta Rupa Goswami, Bhakta Rupa, this new devotee Lord Chaitanya introduces of course, a new devotee who, before he came to Krishna consciousness, wrote Hamsa Dutta. So he had some Purva Samskar, which Hamsa Dutta is... Actually, this book, Hamsa Dutta, is a very special book by Rupa Goswami. It's a very interesting story. And it's very interesting the first time I heard this story. Um, it was twice that Srila Narayan Maharaj asked me to hide him in Vrindavan. 
Once was when they, when the Hindus took down the Babri musket, the, the mosque that was built on the birthplace of, of Ram. And now they've actually made a settlement where they're building a huge temple of Ram on the actual birthplace. And there's another piece of land that was given to build the mosque. But the Hindus took that down and, and, and the government was very upset and they were rounding up all Hindu leaders. So Narayan was afraid he was gonna be arrested. So he, he contacted me and I hit him. I, I hit him nearby the Krishna Balar Mandir. So I, I went one day to see how he was and he was so peaceful because when you're a leader, it's just nonstop. So many people come to see you, but here it was, it was like a vacation for him. So I came in there and um, with Burijan Prabhu to see how he was doing. And he, and he said, oh, I've been just reading this book, Hamsa Dutta. And then he started to tell us the, the story of Hamsa Dutta. Hamsa Dutta means messenger and Hamsa means swan. And the story was that Sri Radha, she goes with her friends to the bank of the Jamuna and then she sees a kunj or flower bower where she was with her friends, with, with Krishna. And Krishna has gone to Matara and the Jamuna flows towards Matara. Uh, and Krishna already left. And Radharani saw it and she fainted. And then Lalita, thought that Radharani was going to die. So she went to the Jamuna to get some water and she sees a swan. And she sees that the swan, of course, is going upstream and is going to go to Matara and then begins to, to, to give a message for Krishna. You know, that small calf now has a huge milk bag in the milk. And you saw that small vine that was... Now it's a huge creeper and, and, you know, and then given direction, you'll pass Kaliagat, you'll pass Kaishagat where this happens and that happens. So that, that, that's Hamsaduta. That book was written before Rupa Goswami met Lord Chaitanya. So he wasn't an ordinary bhakta, but he was introduced as new. And then he began, Lord Chaitanya had him chant this poetry and Ramananda Roy was Rasika Vaishna. He, he knew poetics. He was such himself written so many plays. So he kept on asking technical questions. Do you have this kind of introduction? Because Sanskrit poetics is very complex. It's, it's different types of introductions. And, and then Rupa Goswami started to chant this poetry. You know, he asked him about introduction and he asked him about the flute and he asked him about Krishna and Baba and Prem. And he's giving these beautiful verses. Tande tandavani vritim talabhyate karna kroda kanda. We had this beautiful verse with alliteration about the holy name. We don't know how much nectar is in this holy name. When we chant in our tongue, we wish for many, many tongues. When we hear it in our ears, we wish for many, many ears. And when it enters into the courtyard of our heart, the senses become inert. We can't imagine how much nectar is in this. And, and I'm just saying the, in these two syllables, but, but tunde tandavani ritim talabhita, it's like karna, krota, kandambani. It, it, it's the ultimate verse of alliteration and metaphor, and it's so beautiful. One after another. And then finally, Ramananda Roy says, how has he understood this? Because Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa. How Mano Bishtam, how does he understood the secret? How has he understood the secret of his mind? How has he understood the secret of his mind? Um, <clears throat> And then Rupa Goswami, Lord Chaitanya says, because I noted him because of his qualities. And in the purport, Prabhupada makes an interesting point. How did he note the qualities? By the service he did. 
He recognized him for his service. And that's how you understand God, by bhakti. And I make this point many, many times that when you give yourself to someone, when you give your inner heart, your mano bishtam, your mind secrets to someone else, they can do one of two things better than anybody else. They could serve you or they can exploit you. So who are you going to give your mind to? You're only going to give your mind to someone who loves you. And how will you know they love you? Because it will be expressed in their attitude of service. So when I was explaining, because I was explaining this, they were going to speak about something in the Ras Lila, which was probably 5% of my class, 95% was the qualification to hear it. But um, I said that this is the qualification. It's not that it can be understood intellectually any more than you can understand. You, can, you can't understand a person intellectually. You can understand a person by loving them. And when you love them, they give themselves to you. And this is the process. And then the other realization I shared with them, it's really nice here. I have a great place to chant. It's quiet in the morning and I have quite a bit of time to do it. And when I was chanting, I thought that the best thing I can do here is each round meditate on our Guru Parampara, Prabhupada, including senior Vaishnavas that inspired me, and then to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And then I had this realization. I'm meditating on them, but am I fully understanding them? Because I realized what happens is is we filter things through our own understanding. And I've always said this point, it's not just enough to speak the truth. You have to speak the truth in a way it can understand, be understood. And, and that's what I was marveling about Prabhupada's Krishna book, because he had to do these two things at once. He had to explain the Ras Lila, but simultaneously, he had to work on our frame of reference so that we could actually not misunderstand it, not filter it through our misconceptions and our dirty heart. So it was very expert how Prabhupada did that. And then I, I said something that was very interesting that shows how your perception of God is, and your perception of everything is very much dependent on your previous experiences. And you filter things through your prejudices and your previous experience and your samskaras. So I was meditating, I was praying to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur that let me understand you as you are <laughs> beyond whatever I project according to my own prejudices and my filter of my intelligence. And then I thought of a very interesting example. Um, I had this interest in what's called apologetics, which means a reasonable defense of, of theism. And, and because I had an interest in that, the best people at that are the, are, are the Christian scholars. They're, and I used to watch these debates between the top atheists and these Christian scholars. And there was one particular Christian scholar that the atheists were afraid to debate. He was such a, a pure soul and such a good rhetorician and so logical, his mind was amazing. His name was William Lane Craig. Um, so I was watching these debates and an interesting point came up that I was reading that there were four horsemen, that's an English expression, it, what lasted it, when I gave the class yesterday, they didn't know what I was talking about. The, the four horsemen of atheism, it's an English expression when there's uh, people that are great in anything, of the four horsemen of who represent something. Of modern atheism is Sam Harris, Christopher Hitch Hitchens, um, Richard Dawkins, and Dennis Dennett. And then when you research their, their, their 
their lives. And then you research the lives of every other prominent atheist, whether it's Marx or John Paul Sartre or any famous atheist, they all had problems with their father. Every single one of them. <laughs> so I was just wondering, some of the bhakti siddhanta is so, so strong. Bhakti siddhanta is so strong. Um, I like your point, Mother Lakshmi. My realization is that the, that one reason that Prabhupada's Acharya, he knew our prejudices and can explain around them even before we realized they were there. That's so expertly done, especially when I'm reading the, the so they're all, so I thought like, okay, you're meditating. On, if someone meditates on Bhakti Siddhanta and he's like Acharya Guru, Maybe if they had problems with their father, that <laughs> they wouldn't understand it. So I was just saying, what, what, just, I'm not saying that's my problem, by Krishna's grace, my great relation with my father, but, but that's it. So it was such a nice meditation on, on, on the Acharyas to actually understand them properly. Anyway, so. This is Madhavindra Puri's devotional service to Vishnu is indescribable. By Krishna's mercy, he was always fully empowered. Krishnera Prashade Sarva Kala Purnashakti. Sarva Kala of all time Purnashakti. He had full Shakti at all time. By Krishna's mercy. And that's when you have full Shakti. You have full Shakti, not by your own power, but when you become an instrument for God's power. And then he can work wonders through you. Just think of Prabhupada when he first comes to America and you can't, you, you just can't appreciate what he was trying to accomplish with what he had. And he's on the East Coast. So the Western civilization, like he never saw before, is facing him. And it's surcharged with opposition. And then, you know, he, he says, I'm an insignificant beggar. And then he says, make me dance, make me dance, make me dance. But this is very interesting. When Prabhupada passed away, they had a function for him 11 days after he passed away. And I was coming upstairs in the Gurukul building and Jayapataka was coming downstairs and he said he just called Srila Sridhar Maharaj, Prabhupada's godbrother. And he said, Sridhar Maharaj said that Prabhupada was a Shaktavesh avatar for preaching. And what is Shaktavesh avatar means? It means a living entity who is empowered by God to do something as if God was doing it. As if God was doing it. So our understanding, it, it, whether Chaitanya Mahaprabhu arrived on the Jaladuta or Srila Prabhupada arrived from the Jaladuta, the pastime wouldn't be different because Prabhupada was invested with that potency. So here, Krishnera Prasad, by the mercy of Krishna, Sarva Kala Purna Shakti. That's nice. I'm wondering, it'd be a nice thing to write about Prabhupada on a, on a Vyas Puja offering. Krishnara Pasadi Sarva Kala Purna Shakti. Sarva Kala, all times Purna Shakti. Otherwise, he couldn't do, he couldn't do what he did. So now we're looking at Madhavendra Puri and Sarvakala Purna Shakti. So we're going to see what that looks like. And then Krishna's Kaviraj says, now hear attentively the auspicious narration, how Advaita became his disciple. Before the advent of Lord Chaitanya, the entire world was devoid of devotional service to Vishnu. Vishnu Bhakti Shunya, zero. <laughs> Sabha Achillasam, the whole world was devoid of Krishna Bhakti. But 
Tahene o Madhavindra Chaitanya Kripa, Prema Shuka Shindu Maje Basinas. Yet by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, even at that time, Madhavindra Puri flowed in an ocean of ecstatic love. So he was basically alone, but he had this realization. Yes, this is Vrindavan Das Thakur. This is the Chaitanya Bhagavat, not the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, so it's something special. So somehow or other, I'm not sure of his story of how he became empowered, but somehow Kala, Sarvakala Puna Shakti. He had all this Shakti. And he always floated. He was unique in an ocean of ecstatic love. Niravadi Deha Roma Harsha Ashru Kampa Hunkara Garjana Mahahasya Stamba. These are all the Astika Sattvika Bhavs, all the involuntary ecstatic reactions, as mentioned, is always decorated with hair standing on end. You don't say now, you can say now let me dance, now let me embrace, now let me look. You can't say now let me at the stair, ha stairs, hairs stand on end. So his body was always decorated with hairs standing on and tears shivering, roaring, thundering, laughing, becoming stunned in perspiration. Niravadi, the, the Niravadi, the terms being used again and again, it means always. Niravadi, Govindera, Dhyane, always meditating on, on on Govinda, Nahi Bhaya, Apane Onajane Ki, and he did not know what he was doing. Besides meditating on Krishna, and that's the idea of the highest level of devotion, that you're so absorbed in Krishna's consciousness, the level of samadhi. I said this many times, and I read this in the Yoga Sutras, that the the, the samadhi is, this level of samadhi is higher than this last stage, jhana. Although jhana is described like when oil flows, there's no space in between. So one's meditation at jhana is unbroken. And it's unbroken in samadhi. But what is the difference? On the level of samadhi, you're not cognizant of anything outside that meditation. And that's what's going to be described here. He did not know what he was doing. Even while walking on the road, he would dance in ecstasy and chant the name of Krishna. People come to this platform where they're always absorbed. Somehow their heart is purified and they have full faith in Krishna and they're feeling this great ecstasy and it's always expressed. Kakano vahena seananda murchohoi duitina prahareo dehi bayanoi Sometimes he would lose consciousness in ecstasy for six to nine hours. Yes, Manushanam Sahasreshu Kastyadyatati Siddhi. It's very rare. Even those who are achieving a very high level, this is rare. This is completely absorbed Mahabhagavat on the highest level of Mahabhav. And he's just absorbed to the highest level. So this is sometimes while absorbed in feelings of separation, he would shed tears like streams of the Ganges. Such topics are certainly wonderful. So one of the Astika Sattvika Bhavs is crying. And crying is the result of very intense emotion. So he's feeling such separation from Krishna that the tears are just flowing without stop. Sometimes he would laugh loudly, and sometimes in the mellow ecstatic love, he would forget to dress. 
They never elaborate on that. <laughs> In this way, Madhavindra enjoyed the happiness of Krishna consciousness, yet he was most unhappy to see that the world was devoid of devotional service. Bhakti Shunya Loka. In the whole world, Bhakti Shunya Loka, Deke, and he saw this. Bhakti Shunya Loka Deke, he saw Bhakti Shunya, no Shunya, Bharadhuki, and he was very, very unhappy. In this verse from Vilap Krishmanjali, where Raghunath Dasko Swami is, is offering prayers to his guru, his gurus, and when he gets to Sanatana Goswami, he gives that verse. Vairagya yug bhakti risham piyatnai apayam mamara bipsamandham kripambriya paraduka duki sanatanastam prabhum asayami vairagya yug bhakti devotion enriched with renunciation from this world. Vairagya bhakti rasampiyatnai apaya mamada bipsman. But I, I, I was unwilling to take it because it's antithetical to the very reason we're embodied, that we've been fortifying since time immemorial. And now we're told that this ecstasy is something else. <laughs> and we don't have the attraction for that something else because this has to be given up. Muktir hidva yata rupam sarupena vivastita. Muktir hidva yata, you take, you give up the external, and this is what mukti is. You become situated in your sarup, but, the, but it's a shift, and it's a shift. It, it's not forced, it's vishyavani vartante nirahara-syanet-vena-vasoram. There's a higher taste involved, but there could be some struggle. The highest happiness is not what we are attached to. And we can't get that into our minds. So, Raghunath Dasko Swami says, I, I, I was unable to take this, but he forced me to do it, therefore, Varagya Bhakti Rasampiyat Nayapaya Mamara Bipsa Kripambudhiya Paraduka Duki. Therefore, Kripambudhir, he's an ocean of mercy. Paraduki Duki, he has no suffering, but he suffers for the suffering of others. So it's Madhavindra Puri's ecstasy is being described but also his unhappiness, it's mixed with, because he sees others are devoid of Krishna consciousness. And it, you, they go together. I think Bhakti Thakur said that, you know, Bhakti is towards God. And when, the, when it's reflected towards the living entity, it's called compassion. And they're connected because, because Bhakti means an open heart. And if you're in the world and callous to all the suffering, the heart closes. So therefore, you know, when Bhakti is Naratam Das Thakur, Bhakti Nara Thakur sings, Jiva Doi, Krishna Nam, Sarva Dharma Saj, Jiva Doi, Krishna Nam, the greatest compassion, Jiva Doi, Krishna Nam, Sarva Dharma Sar. Sarva Dharma Sar means the essence of all Dharma. The essence of all Dharma is showing compassion. And we do that by the best way, 
by giving the holy name of Krishna. He would daily think about people's welfare. His desire was that Krishna would advance. No one knew anything about the festivals related to Krishna or the all night chanting of Krishna's names and glories. When I had this wonderful um, we had this wonderful feast I was talking to Ranjan Swami before that can't see it so good, but it's quite good. One second. I'll just show you, it's really nice. Naranjan Swami was serving the sweets. <laughs> so it's you know, the outreach to the Um, what I want to talk about is before that, I, I went to speak to him for an hour and he was just thinking is, how do people live without thoughts of Krishna? What is life like when you don't have God? And we had a whole discussion of that. And, and you know, I, I, I was, I actually saw one debate where that's one theistic scholar said, but I, I told him that this philosophy professor in, in, oh, it's getting late. This philosophy professor in um, Boston, he told me that people don't agree with the existential philosophers, but they admire their integrity because they're consistent with their views, life has no meaning. It ends in nothingness. And therefore, your honest choice is whether to live or to kill yourself. That's their integrity. So what is it without God? Without God, without a conception of eternality, you're on death row, eternal death row. That's it. It ends in non-existence. And it's an existential malaise. It's, it's such a, a, it's despondent. Okay. Uh, Jamuna Jaya, you have anything you remember from today? Yes, Haribo Maharaj. Thank you for a wonderful class. Thank you for sharing the videos. Those are really super sweet to see all of you there with the sweets. Yeah. I really loved your comment um, about who are you giving your mind to? I just really love that so much because you really are, you're giving your mind to either higher things or lower things. You don't think of it that way. So that was such a beautiful point. Thank you, Maharaj. Okay, thank you. Anybody else like to say hello? 
Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you. Okay. Class was so wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Um, so many different things I want to talk about. Um, first, you know, that uh, documentary, Social Dilemma, you know, I think the thing that was most notable for me I had, after I had watched that is how all those uh, senior management officials in those companies did not allow any of their children any screen time because they knew. I found that to be uh, pretty interesting. Um, um, also, I, I want to remind you, as you were showing us these pictures of all these wonderful sweets, yeah. of Dhritarashtra's brother who tried to get him to go to the forest for his, the rainy part of his life. And when his brother offered him all these wonderful foods and sweets and very rich foods, how he very kindly refused it and reminded him that he's used to a bland diet now. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, committing, I'm committing the seventh offense against health. The seventh offense against health is to abuse your eating on the basis of a health retreat that's coming up. I'm going to be doing a punch karma. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, I was shaking my head, but okay. <laughs> I, um, it, this is Lord Chaitanya's movement. <laughs> All right. I, I was actually thinking that too, because these are people I know for so many years and they're inviting me. And I thought the higher principle than health. <laughs> and they shouldn't eat it either. What? They What's should that? not eat sweets either. That's right. <laughs> you want to be the highest mercy, then you could tell them also that they shouldn't eat sweets. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I just ate one slice of lemon meringue pie today. That's all. No, I'm really, I'm, 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 I'm yeah, I eat simple in the morning and nothing in the evening. When you get when you get older. Anyway, I was with people my age. <laughs> right, when you get older, it becomes critical. That's the thing; it's critical. Hey, for look, I, I I was you know invited to the pizza party with Bhakti Began Goswami and Ranjan Swami. I was so disappointed. I thought I'm going to be eating there, and no one's going to be you know. I'm, I'm just going to go like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I want to eat with someone that, you know, can keep up with me. So it doesn't look so bad, but, but they, they, they kept on eating. They kept on eating. I said, this is pretty good. But to their credit, they walked 30 minutes to get there and walked back 30 minutes. At least 30, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, the last thing, Maharaj, that, yeah. you know, you said that um, about how you can't understand a person intellectually, yeah. you know, and you're, you're also always very fond of saying that, you know, that love is not rational or and it's not logical. And and it, it's so it's so true, because like I, I sometimes can't figure out why it is that I love some of the people that I do love. <laughs> it's just not rational but um it's it's an interesting point um well, and, I did, uh, there may be good reasons to love people i mean in one sense but once you love them then it can't be dictated by reason you right. can't have a cause right yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. Uh, yes thank, thank you, you. anybody else like to say hello Hi, Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Kishore Radha, good for you. Hey, okay, the whole family. Haribo. Haribo. Maharaj, I'd like to say uh, I'd be uh, happy to eat pizza with you and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm not, it's just coming. I'm not organizing it. I'm just invited. I guess because I haven't been here for so long. And, uh, Yeah. Okay, anybody Hi, else like to say hello? Hi, Krishna <laughs> Who, Who's that? Good. Okay, Gail. 
Yeah, well, I, I just always love the point that you just now made that, you know, you might initially have causes for love, I guess, or reasons for love, but once you get to the platform of love, then you don't need any more reasons. Well, it's, you just then, love. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah then, then love means unconditional. Okay, thanks, Gail. Yeah. Oh, Maharaj, yeah. um, I know... I don't know if Mother Zavitri knows that you're there because she's been asking me about you. Yeah, tomorrow. See, now you're going to prove it. Tomorrow uh -huh. I'm going to her house for Posada. Mm -hmm. What would it be like if I refused? You tell them, Gail. <laughs> I, don't think you have, I don't think you have that option, Mara. <laughs> so it's a moot point. It would be horrible if I refused her, right? But why would you even think of it? Because all these health gurus are telling me I shouldn't go. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Krishna will protect you. <laughs> no, no, no. Krishna will protect you, Maharaj. Don't worry about the gurus. Don't worry about the gurus. <laughs> well, I'll worry about it after a little while. But it's, no, Savitta Bhattacharya, you not only get the shukta and the things, you get the highest philosophy of Krishna consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's such an amazing person. She's so happy that we're, we're, I'm coming, you know. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. She's been talking about okay. hosting you for some time. Okay, thank you for supporting me, Gail. Oh, definitely. You got full back. Full back. I just, I just take a little. I just taste everything. That's it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes touch a sweet and put it to my head. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Garage, welcome in Thank you for class. Hi, Bo. I support the pizza party too, you know. I support the pizza party too. You can have a Jersey pizza party. Hey, listen, guys, I like pizza too, you know, okay? You have to understand. Bhakti Devi, when I got sick, cured me. Yeah, right. The diet and acupuncture, and I was very sick. So, I do respect your opinion, but this is just um, what's called emergency dharma. <laughs> I'm glad that you're getting taken good care of, Garage. No, I'm, I'm I'm great. I'm walking a lot, you know. Great. When I when I go to Naranjan, so it's thirty minutes away. I walk through the forest of of Bengal on the bank of the Jalangis. So at least 30, 40 minutes there and back. Right. So, no snakes, you, right? You can't eat that much anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Mirage. It's Missy. Thank you Hi. so much for class. And I, I saw the social dilemma too. I like how you opened up with that. And I think to, to piggyback off of uh, Jamuna, I liked your your point of when you give your mind to someone, there's two things that they can do. They can either exploit you or love you. And it's amazing that so many of us today, we put our faith in, in all of the wrong things. And I think like in this past year, especially just seeing like politically where people are, that they're putting their faith in that or the journalists behind it, it's just destroyed families and friendships and so when you opened with that, it, it really hit home. And, and then your, your other point, you said it at your Vyasa Puja of, you know, when you're speaking the truth, it's also about how you relate it to someone uh, and knowing that they have those prejudices from their own experiences. And again, that's why I love your classes so much. It's just because you're, you're you just you're relate like, it so well. You're going to like an article I'm writing. Not tomorrow. Well, I'm going to start writing it for next week called Relationship is more important than being right. Yeah, I can't wait to, to read that then. Okay. Because we need to hear it more. So thank okay. you so much, Maharaj. Okay, okay. anybody else? Hello, Maharaj. This is Isabel. Thank you for class. Hare Krishna. Hi, Bo, Isabel. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Very good. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to head out now.
But just so you think I'm just not eating, you know, I'm, I'm going to be getting up at 1.30 and just a little breakfast at 9. So I have like 1.30, what is that, seven and a half hours just chanting and hearing. So I get hungry by the time 1 o'clock. Enjoy tomorrow, Maharaj. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to be very careful. It's a big <laughs> A lot of questions. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, bye. Thank you.